Welcome to Window of Opportunity, a Stargate Rewatch podcast. I'm Carrie. I'm Rachel. And today we're talking about Stargate SG-1 Season 5, Episode 15, Summit. And this is the one we've all been waiting for. Well, mostly Carrie, but all of us to figure out. If if, if you've been listening to all of the episodes, (laughs) (laughs) which there's some very interesting developments in that, which we'll get to at the very end when we get to that segment of the show. Ah, fantastic. Yes. I mean, I've also been waiting for this episode for another reason, because... This two-parter, these are, like, two of my all-time top ten favorite Stargate episodes. I love them so much. They're so good. Ever and ever. Love them. I love them so much. Like, I, at one time, I was, I had the thought of making, like, an episodic vid for this two-parter, and I just, I just never got around to doing it. Well, you did use one of the scenes for a video. I did, yes. Mm Mm-hmm. Probably in how far we've come, because that, like <laughs> that one has everything has in it. Everything in it. Yes. Yep. But, yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Did not remember it was a two-parter, so I got to the uh, end and I was like, but uh, but oh man, okay. <laughs> and so, according to the commentary, this was actually not going to be a two-parter. Um. There was going to be sort of like the summit was its own storyline. And then the thing about the symbiote toxin was another. So that was actually, so the toxin was going to be more of like a focus of an episode. And that part with the toxin was actually going to involve Martouf, like Martouf, Jairborn, Martouf, coming out of stasis and then kind of going a little bit like dark side, as they said. And basically he like steals the toxin and like runs around the universe or the galaxy, like killing Gould and Tok'ra alike. Really? Uh, but then they were kind of like, that's not really good for Martouf. So they dropped that part of it. And they were, they were going to have Martouf in this episode, but at the last minute, JR wasn't available. Oh, so pen. that's why we only have Lantash, and then what happens with Lantash happens with Lantash because we don't have more tooth. We don't ah, have JR. Boo. Yeah, would have been interesting. Well, now I'm sad we didn't get some JR. Yeah, me too, because he's good. I like him. He is fun. Anyway, shall we get to what actually happened? Let's do. <laughs> okay, so this episode originally aired on March 22nd, 2002. It was written by Joseph Malazzi and Paul Mully and directed by Martin Wood. And on the commentary, we have Martin, Joseph Malazzi, and James Titchener. So in this episode, the Tok'ra send Daniel Jackson to a secret meeting between the system lords, unaware that a new power is about to attack the Tok'ra home world. Da-da-da. Mm-hmm. So we start with a previously on montage that basically lets us know everything that's going to be happening in this episode. So we have Sam killing Martouf, Daniel meeting Sarah again, uh, the chemical from the fifth man being referenced. And then that scene uh, with Tanith, how he's like, I serve a ghoul. You're not worthy to know his name kind of a thing. So okay. gee, yes. I wonder who slash what is going to be in this episode. Yeah, so it was a good recap. It was. I mean, it let us know everything that's going to go down. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So now, present day, uh, we're out in space. There's, like, three motherships and a cargo ship. And we see, like, the beam. So, like, somebody's ringing from the cargo ship up to one of the motherships. And this is Lord Zipakna's ship. And who's there to see him? It's Osiris. What? Looking fabulous and gorgeous. 
Of course. And apparently Osiris has managed to gather a rather large army in the short time that she's been back. And so according to Zipakna, the old order has fallen. The system lords are in disarray. Opportunities exist, but only for those who are bold enough to seize them. And Osiris is like, so what, an alliance? Yeah, no, I don't do alliances. I serve no one. And she kind of goes to leave. And Zipakna's like, hold on, you're not going to serve me. You'll be serving somebody even more powerful, somebody that you once knew. Da 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 da. It's Anubis. <gasps> Who? And interestingly, like Osiris kind of has a bit of like an oh shit look on her face when Zipakna yeah. like says Anubis. It's like, oh, okay. So we, the audience, know, oh, crap, this is, like, a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so here in the commentary, they actually kind of start uh, a bit of a fun discussion about the backgrounds and, like, the research they did on all of the, like, actual gods for the system lords we'll meet in a little bit in this. So if you're interested in, like, what they found out, cool. If you would like to know what I found out about Anubis. Yes, I would. Okay, so Anubis was the god of funerary practices and the care of the dead. He had the body of a man and the head of a jackal. In the Old Kingdom, he held the position of Lord of the Dead and was later overtaken by, drumroll please, Osiris. What? Uh, Anubis is said to be the inventor of embalming. And then after Osiris took over as, like, Lord of the Dead, Anubis became the conductor of souls in the afterlife. So the people, he would, you know, shuttle the people from the land of the living to the land of the dead. He also attended the weighing of the heart ceremony. His parentage varies kind of greatly depending on the source material that you look at. Uh, In early mythology, he was said to be the son of Ra. Other sources cite him as the son of the cow-headed god Heset or the cat-headed god Bastet. Interesting name there. And then another tradition has him as the son of Ra and Nephthys. But, you know, everybody was always like parentage all over over the place. So, yeah. So that's Anubis. He takes care of the dead, basically. All right. Yeah. Cool. So we come back from the opening credits and we're at the SGC where there's an unscheduled off-world activation. And it's the Togra. Jack's super excited. And uh, Counselor Renal comes in. Jacob sends his regards. He's off on a mission, which is why Renal is there at the SGC. There's a question. Yes. Sorry. Um, (laughs) Have we seen this character before? Yes. Briefly, she was in... I found it interesting that Hammond was so familiar, like he'd met her. Yes, she first appeared in Enemies, which is the season five, actually the season five premiere, when like Tilk had been brainwashed and like SG-1 had been, there was they, 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 they when they took out Apophis's fleet and there's that big explosion yeah. And SG-1, you know, got shuttled off light years away because they got mm-hmm. caught in the blast in the ship. So she was um, like one of the Togra that came to Earth was like, sorry, we've seen no sign of anybody from there. Okay. All right. Yes. Yeah. Because I thought it was interesting that Hammond seemed really familiar with her and then introduced her to SG-1. Yes. So, yeah. So she never met SG-1 because SG-1 was like light years away when mm-hmm. right. Hammond and her met. Yeah. So, yeah, so major situation with the Gould is happening. So let's go up to the briefing room. So everybody leaves, but Jack and Daniel linger for a moment. And we get Jack going, it's always suicide mission. This saves the planet that no one ever just stops by to say hi anymore. And I kind of thought to myself, like, would you really want them to? I don't. (laughs) 
don't do, think he would enjoy social social visits. I know. It's like, do you really want the, do, do you want the Tokyo to like stop by for dinner? Like, no, I don't, I don't think know. he would really enjoy that. No. So up in the briefing room, basically the deaths of Cronus and Apophis have, have created this massive void that has led all of the other ghouls to a whole bunch of infighting. And basically they've all decimated each other's fleets. So, which Jack is like, that's great. It's like, yes, that is great. But unfortunately they have now called it truce. And there's going to be a meeting with all of the, the sort of heads that still remain right now to figure out a way to reorganize and get some structure back into the Gould. The Tok'ra, however, don't want to stop this meeting. They want it to happen so they can take all of them out at one time. Jack likes this plan. I mean, it's I mean, it does sound like a very good plan. I'm, I'm in on this plan too. So the meeting is going to be on a space station that's in neutral territory and security will be very, very, very high. So there's no way SG-1 will be able to sneak on board. But each Gould will be allowed to bring a human slave. So they need a human who speaks fluent Gould. Tilk? Somebody who's not Jaffa. Ah, Daniel. So. Daniel has his look around the room face on and oh, that's right. Does it seem odd to you though that, I mean, I know it's SG-1 and TV and stuff, but like there's, I, I, there's no one else that could possibly speak Gould fluently because pretty sure that the legend of SG-1 is everywhere and they've distributed the likeness of their face everywhere. There's no possible way that Daniel Jackson could sneak onto a ghoul vessel. Uh, well, I mean, go undercover. Do, it's not do, possible. Do, do the ghouls have cameras? No. I've never seen cameras anywhere. Can draw? I don't know. <laughs> But I think at this point, everybody who's seen him is dead, considering they've killed everybody who knows who Daniel is, really. I don't know. I I feel I, like I, they should have been way more like, you know what? Let's just be safe and send somebody that has never been around any of these people before. Yeah. I do wonder if there's also a bit, it's not said here, but to me, there's also a bit of not just knowing how to speak Gould but being able to understand the culture of the situation that person is going to be put into, which I think is something Daniel is uniquely qualified to do that I don't know there's many people who would be, with just his knowledge of cultures and stuff. I mean, maybe, but how many SG teams are there by now? Like 25? Um, 47? At least 17? Yeah, there's got to be somebody else that maybe could be qualified i mean i know daniel is the best but he also yeah. has a face that is <laughs> that has been seen yeah before. i know it might also be that you know daniel is known to the tokra and the tokra know they can trust him with this thing with this mission True. versus some random sg member who the sgc says is trustworthy but the tokra know daniel is trustworthy possibly Maybe. Maybe. If they all agree to this plan, they're supposed to go to the Tokra homeworld tomorrow where they will get the details of the plan from Jacob. Yay! A little bit later, Tilt goes to visit Daniel in his office and get a feel for what Daniel's thinking about this whole situation. And this is definitely not the way Daniel would do this. Uh, unfortunately, Tilk 
doesn't have any better ideas, which is why Daniel's going to do it. Oh, man. Woo. Okay. So they're getting ready to head off to the Toker homeworld, and we see Lieutenant Elliot in the gate room waiting Yay. with SG-17, who is just an exploration unit. And SG-1 come in, and it's time for Lieutenant Elliot's first, like, off-world orientation. And there's going to be no action. This is just standard sort of Toker meeting. He's really looking forward to meeting with the Tokra, but as Jack says, he'll get over it. <laughs> <laughs> I do like the Jack Cripps of like, yeah, I'll get away. Yeah, yeah. Um, we have our Martin Wood director cameo. He's in the back standing next to Siler at the BLUs. That's like, uh, like underneath the, the blast shield windows. Oh, cool. So, um, so they're like at those little BLU things, but in reality, he's got like a little monitor there so we can watch what's happening through the camera. He's also got like a headset to like, listen to like what's going oh, on. Oh, that's funny. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So do you, do you, I don't know if I've mentioned this. Do you know why those big just kind of cabinets of things are called BLUs? I do not. It stands for Blinky blinky Light Unit. <laughs> <laughs> Whose term is that? Is that a Hollywood term? No, it's their term, you know. Their the term. Onset, it's just the onset term. I don't know if it's used elsewhere in Hollywood, but Stargate is the only no. thing I've heard it used in. So no. it's the BLU. BLU, got it. Blinky yeah. light unit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. So Aldwin and Jacob are there to greet the two SG teams as they arrive on Ravana. And Aldwin will be providing the orientation for the new SG team members. This will include a tour of their facilities and a lecture on, quote unquote, the development of Toker insurgency techniques since the collapse of the Second Gould Dynasty. That sounds thrilling. Fantastic. Yeah. Tell me more. Yes. Yes. So Jacob is with SG-1 in one of the Toker meeting rooms talking about how this whole thing is going to happen. Basically, Daniel will be going in as the attendant for Lord Yu. We get a funny, like, who's on first moment with joke with Sam joking about you versus you. And then he's mm-hmm. like, it's and, and funny. And like, <laughs> yeah. Because Sam, Sam never jokes, really, kind of. I Not know. never, but rarely. And it was good that she made it because it's her dad. So, okay. Yeah. I like how she had to like call out like that was a joke. No. It was a joke, Dad. Dad, <laughs> I, I made a joke, Dad. Can you laugh, please? Yeah. <laughs> but there's a little problem there because Lord Yu knows Daniel from you know, when he came to Earth in Fair Game for the whole um, Asgard Treaty Alliance thing. Um, actually, he won't because Renal joins them with the news that the Chokra have been working on synthesizing that chemical that the real you real used to do that mind altering thing that they did in the fifth man so daniel just needs to get close enough to inject him and lord you will believe that daniel is his lotar which is the most trusted of like the human slaves amongst the gold and fantastic yes uh, Jacob has been setting himself up as a minor gold in youth service so he's going to be the one to actually take daniel to lord you Question, what if Nearty shows up? And there's no way that's going to happen. She's still persona non grata among the Gould, as Jacob says. So, okay, let's say this all goes according to plan. Daniel makes it on board the space station. All the Gould are there. Like, what What? What then? Like, what's the plan to actually, like, kill them? So, Renal then brings out this little, like, two-part vial. And when the two chemicals mix together, it creates a highly poisonous gas. And Daniel's like, so I'm just supposed to hold my breath? <laughs> Which, fair question. Yeah. But 
is only poisonous to symbiotes. So it won't kill the host, not the poison itself, but as the symbiote dies, it releases a toxin which then kills the host. And Daniel's super thrilled with that whole part of the plan. And Jacob's just like, try and remember what these human hosts have been through in the hundreds or even thousands of years that they've been possessed by the ghouls. So in a way, they're doing them a favor. Okay, sure, I guess. Like, okay. Yeah. So there will be seven system lords on board the space station. And basically the only thing the rest of SG-1 can do is wait on Ravana for Jacob to send word that the plan has been done. Jack goes to catch up with Jacob in the hall. And he's like, what aren't you telling me? There's something you're leaving out of this. Okay. No, girl, there's always something else. There's always something else. So once this happens, the plan succeeds. And the remaining gold would then start basically a massive galaxy-wide war with all of these ghouls taken out. So the Toker are going to take advantage of that and use that poison that they gave to Daniel to take out all of the ghouls. All of them. They're going to wipe the ghouls from existence. That is a big statement, too, isn't it? It It is. I mean, when you think of, like, yes, we've been battling them forever, but it's just because we don't want them to hurt anybody anymore, and then Jacob's just like, we're going to kill them all. And you're like, oh, damn. Hold it, on. It, it, I, I made a note that it really seems to be, like, that's something, like, like General Jacob Carter is saying. It yeah. really seems to be, like, the military that's in him. Yeah. That's, like, yeah. driving this. Yeah. Yeah. So back with Zippy and Osiris, apparently Osiris is going to be going to this summit now. Uh, Zippy's not going because he has a more important mission, which is to destroy apparently a super awesome new weapon that the Chokra have and also destroy the Chokra while he's at it. So, Right, yes. Awesome news. Yay. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So Daniel is now in his low-tower costume, which I love it so much. (laughs) I love it. It's so good. Um. Again, it's like who... Who designs these? <laughs> like, who am I you should wear this? There, <laughs> there. I did see some cost, some comments from like the Stargate costume designer. She's like, she had so much fun with this episode, like with all of the Gould and their like slaves and stuff. Like, oh, she loved yeah. it. Um, Dan, uh, Michael Shanks hated those stupid armbands because they wouldn't just like stay on. They kept like falling off and like falling down. <laughs> so, oh, yeah. So there's a bit I think in Last Stand where you know. But fighting explosions and like one of them like falls down, and he just like takes it off and like chucks it at the floor. And I'm like, I'm pretty sure that's just Michael Shanks being done with it. Yeah. But we'll, we'll get to that next week. Anyway, um, so they'll get to use Homeworld in about an hour, and Jacob double checks that Daniel's all good with this plan. Daniel does have some reservations, mainly like what happens to the Jaffa when all the gold are gone. Well, Jacob doesn't really have a good answer for that, and it sucks that basically the Jaffa are going to be condemned to death. But with all of the horrible things that the Gould have done, this is like the opportunity they've been waiting for. And who knows when something like this will come around again. So end it, just be done. Yes. Back on Ravana, Jack runs into Aldwin giving SG-17 their little tour. And we do learn some interesting things. So uh, basically, if the Chokra create their tunnels through the right kind of rock, then oxygen is created as a byproduct, which gives them time to get in and set up their life support system so that they don't need ventilation shafts, which I think is interesting. 
because, mm-hmm. you know, ventilation shafts would give away where they are. Mm-hmm. Um, and Jack, Jack's going to go help Tilk wait for Daniel. <laughs> I don't, this, I'm going to do that. Um, They do, there is an interesting discussion sort of here and over, it kind of bleeds over into like the next scene a bit, I think, but where they sort of discuss the Toker architecture and how they only have pointy chairs in that one room and there's nowhere to sit anywhere else on the Toker base, which we've talked about before too. Yeah. Yeah. Which we have noted. Yeah. So Jacob gives Daniel a small ring that has the mind control substance on it slash in it like there's a little needle sticking out of it and just warns him not to prick himself with it and daniel's like why and jacob's like you know i'm really not sure which should be a very good reason to not do it (laughs) i love that line i don't even know which should scare you (laughs) yes uh we also learned that daniel's lotar name is jaren ah yes Sam is with Renal in a Toker lab where they have Lantash, the symbiote, in stasis. Uh, Sam has been wanting the Toker's information on Zaytark, but has been getting nowhere. Basically, Sam is still mad that the Tokra didn't save Martouf. Renal insists that Martouf was too injured for Lantash to have repaired him, but Sam doesn't believe it. She accuses them of letting Martouf die so that they could dissect his brain for the Zaytark research. Renal tries to assure Sam that, like, that's not the case, and Martouf lives on in Lantash, because, you know, the Toker yeah. have a much more actual symbiotic relationship than the ghoul do, so. She's yeah. very dismissive about it, though, of, like, meh, you and your human questions. Yes, yes. yes. So Daniel and Jacob have arrived at Yu's palace. They take out the real Jaren, who looks nothing like Daniel, and... <laughs> I do love that part. He points it out. He's like, he didn't look like me. He's like, that doesn't even matter. And basically they get Daniel set up. He like takes the tea into the throne room. You comes in, notices Daniel's not Jaren. Daniel gets him with the chemical Neil's reinforcing that he is Jaren, Yu's loyal servant. There... I kind of wish that you, his reaction, because how often is it that your own slave would be like, I am your slave, so-and-so. I, I kind of wanted him to react with like, I know that, idiot. What are you doing? <laughs> yeah. yeah. There was also discussion in the commentary where for a time they were debating about possibly switching to some sort of like point of view shot from Yu's point of view and like seeing Daniel like morph into Jaren. Like, mm. actually, like, actually see that happen, but then they decided it wasn't really necessary, and luckily they had good enough actors to be able to just play that in their reaction to getting stabbed and, you know, doing all that right. stuff. Yeah. So. Yeah. Also save some money. <laughs> yeah, true. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I kind of saw that and thought it would be, because he reacted like he was a new slave instead of like, you're an idiot. I know that. I know who you are. Get up. What you yes. Doing? What are yeah. you doing? Mm-hmm. So back on Ravana, uh, all hell is breaking loose. There are motherships on the way, and an incoming wormhole is tying up the gate so they can't get out that way. And the ships will be there before the 38-minute wormhole limit expires. So um, they're they're all trapped on the planet with Oopsie. bad stuff happening. Yes. Lord Yu and Daniel have arrived at the space station, and Yu reminds Daniel that neither the Gould nor their slaves are to be trusted. For some reason, when I was when I got to this scene in particular, like with the cargo ship docking into the space station, which I gotta say, like very cool, like the space station looks so cool. I love it. Like the design of the whole thing, like the exterior, 
it's great. But for some reason, I thought to myself in this scene, does Daniel ever like just sit at home on his couch and think my job is really weird? <laughs> Probably. Because <laughs> it's like, what? How is this my job? <laughs> how is this my life? How is this my life? How is my job? I don't know. At some point, it's just got to be like, this is really fucked up. This is <laughs> like you see a hypothetical thing where he's like having coffee with somebody and they're just like, so what did you do yesterday? And he's like, well, <laughs> quick I traveled to... to another galaxy where I went undercover as a slave and I <laughs> murdered a bunch of people. But don't worry, they're really, really bad. So it's OK and that they're dead. They're like thousands of year old, like oppressive bad, like don't even worry about it. And so, you know, that was cool. And then um, the outfit was kind of binding, but whatever. And (laughs) (laughs) yeah, I I would like to see that dream cut sometime. How do you date? You can't. You can't. can't. No, you can't. No, because it's like worse than like the CIA kind of thing, because you are literally not on the planet. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway, I don't know why my brain went there, but it did, so. It might even be one of those things, though, that you possibly could date by just, like, the stuff you would say is just so weird that no one would believe you. I'm like, so what do you do? Oh, I travel to other planets all the time, like, three times this week. Really? Okay. Yeah. What What were they yeah. like? Would you know how How did it? Does it look like Earth? Because yeah. Oh you well, you know, it's or... like Vancouver, but oh, <laughs> yes, <laughs> met so many different alien species. Mm. I'm a pretty big deal in the galaxy, you know. Okay. All There's right. lots sure. of other planets that know me. Sure. Okay. <laughs> Can I get you another beer? <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> okay. <laughs> anyway, okay. So, uh, back on Nirvana, Tokra are running everywhere. The only ships they have are out on missions with other operatives. So, because of course, this is the Tokra, they're useless. Um, so, they're going to start digging new tunnels to try and like spread out to limit the damage that like the airstrikes can do. SG 17 can help by moving the life support systems and supplies to these new tunnels. So, Great, great, good things happening there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Renal goes to cut power for the base to help hide where they are. And that's pretty much all they can do because the Toka are like subterfuge and hiding and they don't, they're not an army. That's not what they do. That's not how they operate. They do have Zats. That's pretty much it. Which in all the time they fought Gould and Jaffa, nobody's thought to like pick up a staff weapon and bring it back with them. Like, you just have Zats, really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Jack brings or up that. Or one of those big cannons. <laughs> yeah. Take a, take a death glider. Like, tilt it and get the cannon. Yeah. Anyway. Um, Jack brings up that poison that they made. And, well, that would also kill all the Tok'ra, which they would do if it came down to it. But also, the bit of the poison that they gave to Jacob is all of the poison that they have. So No plan B on that one. Nope. Yeah. Not at all. Nope. Mm-hmm. So, time to meet some system lords. We have uh, Bastet and Kali the Destroyer, who took out Sobek. Don't accept gifts from Ball. Ball, yay! Yeah. Ball. Ball. Uh, he wiped out 60 million people rather than let Sokar take his territory. Morgan's servant got used last 
like Lotar to reveal information about one of his secret bases. Luckily, that servant was killed in the attack, which is why Daniel now gets to be his servant, or Jaren gets to be his servant now. Mm -hmm. Olakun might try to kill Daniel out of spite, and he should not embarrass Lord Yu by letting that happen. (laughs) I like that line. Yeah, um, I did do a bit of just quick little research on who these like system lords are. Like the gods, these system lords are based on are, if you would like, just like the quick and dirty about who these people are. Give it to me. Okay. Yeah. So Bastet is depicted as a cat goddess. She is the protector of the king, so therefore a protector of Ra and also pregnancy and childbirth. Mm-hmm. Kali is the Hindi goddess of ultimate power, time, destruction, and change. Oh, man. Yeah. That's an interesting combo. Yes. Apparently, this was going to be Shiva, but then they ended up casting a woman in the part, so they made her Kali instead of Shiva. Or Shiva. 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 Yeah. Then we have Ball, who's... He's not often talked about in records, but when we do have record of him, he's shown as a weather god with particular power over lightning, wind, rain, and fertility. Um... (laughs) Well, it's sort of, in there. <laughs> well, like, you know, rain, like, you know, dry summer things die, then rain, fall, winter things grow. I know, it's fertility, just funny. Kind of. Throw it in there. Weather, yeah. weather, weather, fertility. Fertility. Uh, Morrigan is an Irish goddess who is mainly, mainly associated with war and fate, especially with foretelling doom, death, or victory in battle. And she's often depicted as a crow. Olakun is an African god who was the ruler of all bodies of water and the authority over other water deities. And then he's not here. We see him briefly later, but we also have Svarog. Uh, I'll point him out when he shows up. But he is a Slavic god of fire and blacksmithing. Ooh, that's fun. I like that we're getting a lot of different mythologies in here it's not just egyptian gods now we're getting you know hindi and african and and yeah (laughs) i mean they're starting to run out but yeah i like that we're sort of spreading the pantheon of the ghoul out a bit Mm -hmm. yeah you and ball have a conversation about the recent attacks that they've all suffered and ball calls this new unknown attacker a coward because he like always attacks by ship so it's like that's interesting Mm -hmm. Ravana is being bombarded from the air. We see tunnels collapsing all over the place, bearing some Tok'ra. We see Mansfield, who's the leader of SG-17. He gets buried before they can, like, get out. So just chaos in the Tok'ra tunnels. Uh, one of the Jaffa reports to Zipakna that no Tok'ra have been seen leaving the tunnels. So Zipakna orders him to prepare the ground troops for, you know, ground assault. Time to get down onto the planet. Uh, SG-1 and Renal find Elliot and Aldwin carrying Mansfield. The rest of SG-17 are dead. The Tok'ra infirmary has been destroyed, so they're going to head to the lab. Renal transfers the formula for that symbiote poison to a crystal, and Aldwin is going to take Tilk and Jack up to the surface so they can, like, see what's, like, going on. They need to get their eyes on the situation. Yep. Daniel contacts Jacob over a radio, and this is where we see Svarog. He's that guy that, like, walks by Daniel as he's in the hall with, like, that blue paint on his face. Ah, so, yes, okay. So he's he's the final ghoul to arrive, and Jacob's like, okay, everybody's there, time to release the poison. Daniel's like, I think we need to hold off because they're expecting somebody else now, and there's also talk of this, like, mysterious new threat. That, you know, that ghoul that's, who is this? Who's who's taking out all the ghoul? We don't know. Yeah. Who's, um, who's the mystery dude? Yes. Mm-hmm. 
Um, while I was like just poking around the internet, there's apparently a fun, like, I don't know, fun, I don't know, like a fan theory about how, like, when Daniel's like calling to Jacob, it kind of takes him a minute to get up to the calm. And the theory is that Jacob was in the bathroom <laughs> when Daniel called. Because <laughs> okay, there's always that question of like, is there a bathroom on a cargo ship? Who knows? But that's a little fan theory if, if you want to put that in your noggin. We'll go with yes. He actually <laughs> found it. Yes. <laughs> of all of our debating on cool technology. <laughs> there is a bathroom. Where is the bathroom is a high priority. Yes. Uh, back in the Tokra lab, Mansfield is not doing well. Sam wants to put Lantash in him to save his life, but Renal insists that Lantash is also too damaged and it would just kill them both. And then suddenly the ceiling collapses, taking down everyone and smashing the stasis chamber that Lantash is in. No. Up on the surface, there's you know, there's just like a few hundred Jaffa gathering. You, no, no, no big deal. Not, not. It's all fine. Totally mm-hmm. cool. Uh, yeah. Jack tries to call Sam over the radio, but she's not responding. Back up on the space station, the Gould are arguing over this new foe and who he might be. And since he always attacks by ship, no one has ever seen his Jaffa except for Kali. Uh huh. Her first prime was able to board one of the ships and saw Jaffa that had the symbols of Cronus and Sokar. And then there was also one that had the mark of Olakun. <gasps> what? He, he denies everything. He says that one of his ships was attacked and the Jaffa surrendered instead of dying as they should have. Oh, man. One of the Lotar speaks up that the final guest has arrived. And so Daniel starts to get the poison ready when Osiris walks in. Oh, no. So Daniel kind of like turns around to like hide and then use like, give me tea. So pours the tea from the right. because Apparently it's very important that you pour from the right. And basically locks eyes with Osiris. And she just looks back, but says nothing. Nothing. Which, okay, what are you up to then? Because... I mean, I feel like that would be a typical response anyway, because of course a gold is going to be like, ha ha, something I can use to my advantage over everyone else in the room. Like, I, I thought it would be very unlikely anyway for her to be like, what? You, Daniel Jackson, what are you here? What yes. are you doing here? Yes. Yeah. We must kill him. Yes. Because then, you know, whatever this, the whole summit was about would probably fall to the wayside and she's there to find out to, well, you know, deliver her message and find out what's going on. So right. that kind yeah. of, yeah. Mm-hmm. So the Jaffa have made it into the Tokra tunnels, and up on the surface, Alduin has like an alarm on his belt that tells him this. So he and Jack and Tilk are running back to the du- tunnels as they're pursued by a glider. Shot hits really close, basically launches everybody flying into the air. Alduin lands and with an audible snap breaks his neck. Oh. And so he's dead. Hi. Yeah. Down in the lab, Sam is the first to come to. She checks on Mansfield. He's dead. Go check on Renal. She's dead. So Sam grabs that crystal that has the poison formula on it. Elliot, he's surprised he's got Lantash in him. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Basically, Lieutenant Elliot is super injured. So Lantash is going to, like, go fix him and basically let Elliot do the talking while Lantash is doing the fixing. Mm Mm-hmm. Jack and Tilk run into Sam and Elliot in a tunnel and they bring each other up to speed. Basically, everybody else is dead. Lantash is an Elliot and they need to get up to the surface so they can, like, get the hell out of Dodge. Mm-hmm. 
up on the space station. Daniel calls Jacob from used quarters to let him know about this whole snag of Osiris being there when the door opens and uh, Osiris is there. Hi, Daniel. Mm -hmm. Nice to see you. Yep. Down in the Toker tunnels, more ceilings collapsing. There's no other way out. They can't get to that secondary ring room anymore. As they're they're trapped. To be continued. Man. Yeah. That's how they ended. Boom. Yes. But okay. don't. It's to be continued. It's not the end. It's to be continued. So. Right. Yes. Yes. Will they make it? Tune in next Tune week. Next week. <laughs> same bad time, same bad channel. Yes. Yes. So, okay, so here's what we've been waiting for. The episode title for this week, Summit. Yep. So, first of all, yep. Summit, a conference of high-level officials. I think that works for this. Yep, so that'll work. Uh, the reason or that, but I don't think that's really what this is one is <laughs> no, about. No, they going for in this one? I don't no, think so. Oh, no, okay. I don't think so. No. All right, fine. Um, so the reason we've been waiting for this is because in previous episodes, uh, the Spanish called Fair Game Summit in like the foreign territory titles, and in Germany, Divide and Conquer was called Summit. So where do we stand this week on foreign territory titles? First of all, in French, it was called Deadlock. Oh, Okay. Which I don't, I don't know, I don't really know about that one. They didn't even really talk about anything yet. I know it doesn't really work. I don't know. Right. Um, in Czech, it was called meeting on the highest level. Okay, that works. Kind of summity. Yeah. Uh, in Spanish, it was called <gasps> summit. They had two episodes called they summit. Had two episodes called summit, which must um. be really confusing. That's really funny. Um, yes. In German, though, it was called New Times. Ew. Yeah. All right. Yes, like sort of a new new order, new, yeah. New stuff Maybe. on the horizon. Yeah. Oh, man, two episodes called Summit. I know. Do you think they even noticed? I, I don't know. I mean, I would hope so. Like when it airs, I thought <laughs> we already had an episode called Summit. I know. If any, if there's anybody out there in a Spanish-speaking country, if you could like verify this for us, that would be cool. Because you know, I'm going off just the information that's available on the internet. So, I mean, I'm it's you know, reasonably trustworthy sites. But if anybody could verify for us, that's that funny. would that would be cool. So, what do you what do you think of Summit? Is it good? It's good, isn't it? It's really good, huh? <laughs> is it like one of the best ones ever? It is. Isn't it, it is. It's totally one of your the best. favorite, or maybe it's like part two your favorite. We'll decide later. We'll decide. Yeah, we'll figure <laughs> that out later. I don't know. I think they just also they they just they go together. I can't separate them. They're just it's summit and last stand. They just go together. <laughs> oh, you think they kind of would have titled them together then? Summit and last stand. I mean, yeah. summit part one and summit part two. Well, it is kind of called Summit Part 1 and then Last Stand Part 2, if you want to get technical with it. Mm. But how yeah. do you feel about this episode? We know how I feel, but how do you feel? Do you I like liked it? it. I was yeah. in favor. Yes. yes. Yeah. I was very excited by all the costumes myself. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. yeah. The only the only thing that really bothered me about this episode was what we talked about earlier, where they were like, really? Daniel Jackson is like the only choice. <laughs> no one that would maybe be like more stealthy. But, you know, TV. Yeah. Yay, TV. And also the show is called Stargate SG-1. Yes, I know. <laughs> yeah. I know. 
Yeah, I know. But it is what it is. Yeah, but I liked it. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure that I will like this one with part two. So I think, you know, once I rewatch both of them, I'll be like, okay, together they are amazing. Yes. But yeah. And yeah, yeah. They really are like a two part. It's like you kind of really do have to watch both of them together for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which we didn't do, of course. No, we did not. Because no. that's not how this show works. That isn't how this show works. Yeah. Although, are there ever any times when they air two episodes back to back? I don't think so. That would be interesting, but I don't think they I ever I feel like did. the only time they would have done that is if part one aired and then they aired it a second time as a recap to whatever was coming yeah. out. I'm trying to think, because I, I don't think that happened. I, like, the only time I can think of was, I'm trying to think if, like, season seven we got one and two back to back, but I don't think we did. Oh. No. No, come to think of it, I think the only time I've ever seen that happen is for like a series finale. Yeah. That they'll they'll kind of put like a regular type episode and then immediately do the finale. Yeah. Sometimes. Yeah. Okay. All but right. this is not that day. No. That is not this day. No. Okay. All right. Don't I think that's. I liked it. Yeah. I liked it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> all right. Well, thank you everybody for listening. As always, you can find us on Instagram at sg underscore rewatch and now on Discord. Check the link in the show notes, or you can send us an email at woo. That's w o o s g rewatch at gmail dot com. Don't forget to rate and review us, please. And we will see you next time for Last Stand. Bye. Yay. Bye.